Welcome to Volunteer Connection, the podcast for Girl Scout troop leaders. What's beautiful about Girl Scouts is that it takes girls outside of their comfort zones and encourages them to learn and grow and change the world. But Girl Scouts doesn't just do these great things for girls, it does the same things for the adults in the movement too. This podcast is to celebrate those amazing adults, to share lessons learned, advice, and best practices, and to tell their stories. Hi everyone. Today's episode is gonna be a little bit different. Normally, when I interview someone else, I try to make sure that the episode is super focused on their experiences and their stories, and I try to leave myself out of it. But I'm a Girl Scout volunteer too, so today I'm gonna share part of my story with you. I figured that I would just kind of go through the same questions I usually ask other guests, and I'll just share my own answers. So I normally start with an introduction, um, who the person is, what council they're affiliated with, and if they're a troop leader, a little bit about their troops. So here's that. Um, If you've been listening to this podcast for a couple of episodes, by now you probably know that my name is Sarah and I am a troop leader based in the Phoenix, Arizona area. So I'm currently part of Arizona Cactus Pine Council. This is my third year as a troop leader and before this I actually worked for Arizona Cactus Pine Council for several years. So. Obviously, the show is completely unaffiliated with GSUSA or Arizona Cactus Pine Council, um, and any opinions that I express in this show and specifically this episode are completely my own, obviously, but I did work there for a while, and I think that gives me like a really interesting, somewhat unique perspective on the volunteer side. So when I worked for Girl Scouts, I worked in like a lot of departments, And that's probably really not that surprising if anybody listening has worked for a nonprofit before because I think they really tend to be like all hands on deck kind of work environments. Um, And Girl Scouts, for sure, is really, really cross-functional and they pride themselves on that. So I started out in the Girl Scout shop, like the retail shop, as one of the shop managers. So I kind of oversaw the team that sells books and uniforms and t-shirts and all that fun stuff. Um, And then from there, I transitioned to working in new leader support. So specifically helping new volunteers get registered and get their troops all set up and making sure they had access to support and resources that would help them to be successful and hopefully in like a long-term commitment. Um... I also, for a period of time, was the designated mediator or conflict resolution person on staff for our council. And in that role, I worked with everything from like adult to adult issues and adult to girl issues and girl to girl issues. So it was like a wide variety of everything from like head lice to theft of the cookie money to bullying to racism to even child abuse reporting so some things were super petty and some things were really serious issues and that was exhausting um but I have two bachelor's degrees and one of them is in conflict resolution so I also really enjoyed it even though it was hard because 
conflict resolution is kind of my jam, if you know what I mean. Um, anyway. After that, I worked in the cookie department. Um, so for several seasons, I was one of a few forklift people. But for one whole season, I was specifically the sole forklift driver who unloaded the pallets of cookies from those like big, massive moving trucks at our main council cupboard. Um, that's pretty cool. And I also managed the inventory for the sales. So I worked on distribution for the initial delivery weekend. I worked with two different major trucking companies to move almost two million packages of cookies across the upper two thirds of the state of Arizona over the course of one weekend. And then I was responsible for kind of moving product around throughout the sale to make sure that girls had the flavors they needed and also managed the inventory so that council wouldn't be left with any overage at the end. And I did reorders throughout the sale. So that was a pretty crazy experience, but also very cool. So every council does it kind of differently, but Arizona Cactus Pine Council has a rule, I guess you could call it, that no staff members can be troop leaders. So of course you can be affiliated with a troop if you have like a daughter or a granddaughter or a niece or something that's part of a troop, but you can't be listed as the leader and you can't be on the bank account. So yeah, that's kind of how that works. I think there's a lot of reasons why they do this, but one thing specifically that this works to prevent is like favoritism or like special access to information or signups for things. Anyway, after I got my master's, I got a different job and as soon as it had been like long enough after I left that I was more or less allowed to have a troop of my own, I got started right away. Um, I knew the service units really well from my experience working for council, so I kind of got to handpick the service unit I wanted to be part of. Um, my co-leader actually technically lived in that service unit, but I did not. Um, and neither one of us had kids in our troop, so we could kind of go anywhere. So I reached out to the volunteers that led the service unit at that time, and I asked them where they needed us because we were willing to take any grade level and we just wanted to be part of the organization. Um, we had like a lot of flexibility that way, but I did also want the experience of growing up with the girls and being involved long term. But I also think the older girl program is 50 times better than the younger girl program. So I really wasn't like super picky, but I did like, I was inclined to, I would rather have younger girls than older girls just so I could grow with them. Um, so we ended up taking a wait list from the service unit. Like they already had a wait list. We took it off their hands and started contacting the people on it. And from that, we started a brownie troop. And the first year we ended up with about 12 girls, mostly in second and third grade and one kindergarten Daisy who was like a little sister. Um, and then we... It was me and one co-leader, and then we also had a couple of college sorority girls who would come in and out of the troop meetings sometimes to help out, but nothing super consistent um, outside of just me and my co-leader. Then last year, we had about 15, and we gained a third troop leader. So my first co-leader who founded the troop with me is one of my best friends in the world, and our third co-leader that we added last year actually used to work with me at Girl Scouts and now she works somewhere else also so she like me like really missed the 
organization and believes in the mission and wanted really wanted to work with the girls again um the way we kind of distribute things is I'm kind of the main leader and I always have been uh so I do all the paperwork and most of the logistics and the communications and everything like that and then my original co-leader who is the other founder of the troop planned a few meetings and was kind of primarily like extra adult support at meetings and events And then we just added the third co-leader last year, and she really is just amazing with outdoor programming. So she plans and organizes all our troop hikes, leads girls in outdoor skill building, and she prepared them for their first camping trip, et cetera, et cetera. Um, She is also hands down the best song leader that I've ever seen as an adult. So last year we went from 12 to 15 and we actually were really overwhelmed by that jump even with the third adult. So that year we had first grade, third grade, and fourth grade. Our fourth graders started their bronze award project so that was the first time we started doing things like as a split level. For the most part our troop the first year and the second year really did everything as one big group though and so I think like as one big group we just felt that was too many kids for us to like a effectively manage behavior and b have really good personal relationships with every individual girl um when we were a little bit smaller we knew every single kid and what was going on with them and what they were going through and celebrating or whatever but with a larger group it was just too many to juggle and they became more of like a big blob or mass of girls and I didn't like that nearly as much so last year we capped it at 15 girls just to try to get a handle on it then on top of that at the end of last year my original co-leader the other like founding leader stepped down and decided she wanted her life back I guess (laughs) so we were back down to two leaders for most of this year Um, We had a couple girls move away, but then we added. So anyway, we're at 14 and we are currently capped at that because we like having the even number and we have only had two troop leaders for most of this year. So we have 14 right now and we have second, fourth and fifth graders. And we started this year alternating meetings where we split by grade. So not by level, but literally by grade every other meeting. Um, We meet every other week, so it basically works out to be like twice a month. Essentially, the first meeting of the month or so, we're one big group, and then the second meeting of the month, we the, the other meeting of the month, we split into separate grades. Our fifth graders just finished their bronze award in December, and so I'm gonna talk about that a little bit more on another episode. And our fourth graders are just starting theirs, But it's been really hard to have three grades and only two primary volunteers. So we actually just brought on a new third troop leader who's like super green. Um, She joined us literally in December. So she's only been with us for about three meetings so far. But we are really excited because it's going to make a big difference for the structure that we've been trying to implement. um, Which I think is going to help with literally everything parents in our troop are great and they help with carpools and cookie booths and chaperoning events and things but they do not want to be troop leaders so there's one in particular that i'm trying to kind of groom into stepping up to help us more frequently but for now none of our troop leaders past or present have had any kids in the troop which is kind of interesting and like different from most people i talk to (laughs) Um, but I actually really like it because I think that all the kids respect us differently than they do their parents. And it also gives all of them, 
like three different adults that are not family or school related who they can trust and like get close to. So that's kind of our troop. That's sort of a crash course into what my troop looks like. So another thing that I typically like to ask people that I interview on this podcast is, were you a Girl Scout as a child growing up? If so, for how long? And what is one of your favorite memories about being a Girl Scout as a child? And yes, I was a Girl Scout through sixth grade, which at the time was juniors. So Daisies was one year. Brownies and juniors were both three years. So I did seven years of Girl Scouts growing up. I actually really wanted to continue with Girl Scouts, but with my original troop, because most of us had been together since kindergarten, but my family moved from Maryland to Pennsylvania, and for two years, my mom was making that commute to take me to Girl Scout meetings and events, and finally, she gave me the ultimatum. I either had to quit Girl Scouts, or I had to join a troop that was actually local to our current neighborhood. I new neighborhood but really we'd been there for like two years so she was like that's it I'm done and I was really salty about it and said I only wanted to do Girl Scouts if I could stay with my original troop so that was the end of my kid Girl Scout career Um, but I have secret envy of adults who earned their gold award in high school and who stayed through longer than I did (laughs) Um, so my favorite memories let's see I remember going door to door to sell cookies and specifically I remember that I went by myself so that's kind of funny because my mom definitely did not go with me and I can remember being invited inside on occasion so people could look over the order form and they were strangers I mean neighbors but strangers so I remember feeling kind of awkward about it but I did it anyway and I mean we lived in a really really small town like the kind of town where everyone left their doors unlocked so it wasn't super crazy but still I cannot imagine doing that today I think for the most part my favorite memories of being a kid Girl Scout were camp related I loved 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 camping as a kid which is so funny because my family was not a camping family and honestly I'm not much of an outdoorsy adult at all (laughs) but I loved camping and I still love camping with my troop as a volunteer nowadays Um, my favorite part of troop camping was that whoever you stayed up late talking with, you connected with that person in a completely special way. And it was never someone you expected. It was like someone that I thought of as somewhat of a rival or a frenemy or just someone I really didn't know at all. And I'd end up just really connecting with them, um, on overnights or camping trips. Um, so that was always really special. I also loved summer camp like residential camp at our girl scout camps i used to camp at camp echo trail and camp furnace hills as a kid so if you're from that penn laurel area you might know what i'm talking about i think both camps are defunct now echo trail i know was sold and furnace hills i'm pretty sure i just saw is currently for sale so that's kind of sad But the best, best memory um, from Girl Scouts as a kid was when I was in sixth grade, my last year, we went to Savannah to the birthplace, and that was amazing. There were six girls, all of us were originals who had been in the troop together since kindergarten, and then six moms. And we carpooled down in like two big vans from Maryland to Georgia and spent a few nights in Savannah. So if you're within a reasonable travel difference, distance if you're within a reasonable travel distance to savannah i highly recommend that 
Um, it was a really meaningful trip for the six of us, and I'm still in touch with all six of those girls today. Um, I do specifically remember that I hated parades as a kid in Girl Scouts, and today I still honestly do not like doing them. It's just so much standing and waiting forever, and then the parade finally starts, and it's just a lot of walking, (laughs) So I don't really get the appeal. I like watching parades just fine, but I do not like being in them. And if I was like performing in some way, or maybe even if I was on like a cool float, then I might feel differently. But just walking in them, I think is kind of lame. (laughs) So, okay. I also like to ask people, what is one of your proudest moments as a Girl Scout volunteer? And I, of course, have several really proud moments, like everyone, but I have one specifically that I wanted to share, and that is one of the new girls who joined last year, she actually ended up moving away again at the end of last year, so she moved in and was new to the area, joined our troop, and then she moved away at the end of the year, but um, when she first joined our troop, she was so shy, like, She was in first grade, and for the first two months, we literally never even heard her voice. She wouldn't talk to anyone. If you talked to her directly, she would hide under the table or, like, behind a chair or something, but she kept coming back, and over time, we started to notice that she would, like, laugh at other girls' jokes and stuff, so it definitely seemed like she was having fun. She definitely was, like, engaged, and she had really good attendance. Like, she came to everything like every event every field trip all the meetings um she would do the activities but she just would never talk um so about halfway through the year we had a sleepover and that night she particularly warmed up to my co-leader the one who does the outdoor programming and the song leading and stuff just like became super attached to her so she talked a little but she was still very very quiet and shy So then cookies come around and I was honestly kind of nervous, but she really started to come out of her shell. Like her mom took her door to door even, and she was doing it and building confidence. And then she did, I think one cookie booth. Um, but either way, like her first cookie booth, I was so nervous about it. And I was working that booth too. And there was only one other girl there. And I thought, God help me. This is going to be so painful because this kid is so shy, but she rocked it and personally sold herself over 100 packages during that booth in two hours. So I was blown away. After that, she was like a different kid. Although really, I guess she was probably just being herself. It's just that after that, we really got a chance to see her actual personality. Um, She would come to meetings and tell us stories and like share her excitement over various things in her life and I was honestly so sad that they moved again at the end of the year because she started over again with yet another troop and I hope that the progress she made with us wasn't like undone or something when she had to start over but that's the kind of experience that just really really makes me believe in the program and that's the kind of thing that I'm like oh yeah that's why I'm doing this so what is one of the coolest adventures or experiences you've done with your troop (laughs) So one of the coolest things we've ever done, hands down, is having a reptile handler come to a meeting. It wasn't badge related, although 
we probably could have tried to tie it in to something but it was honestly it was just a fun surprise because the girls love animals and they were learning kind of about being brave and facing fears and that was kind of like our theme at the time so we brought in like one of those reptile handlers who does birthday parties and we surprised the girls so all the parents knew but the girls were totally surprised and their faces were honestly priceless plus it was a really cool experience for us adults um we got to handle lizards and snakes and turtles and all kinds of crazy things um but the photos from that night are the best um the girls still talk about that as like their favorite meeting ever even though half of them were scared and nervous while it was actually happening one girl very dramatically loves to announce that that was the scariest day of her life but it was a lot of fun what is one of the craziest or silliest Girl Scout memories? So the girls, of course, are so silly and crazy all the time. Sometimes that in itself can be really overwhelming, but that's also why I believe in Girl Scouts so much, because it gives girls a safe space to be girls. And they definitely wouldn't behave the same way with all the giggling and joking and silliness if there were boys in the room. Um, or even, I think, to an extent, even if they had parents in the room. So that part has honestly been great for our troop, even though sometimes it's hard to manage. <laughs> um, but I guess I'll say two things. First of all, our girls love science. They loved the home scientist badge and they begged for more science meetings. We actually made that badge last three meetings. And then ever since we periodically do science experiment meetings because they just love it and they beg for it. So even when it's not a badge or a patch, um, I mean, we really aren't a very badge-driven troop in general, but we just use them as, like, jumping-off points to see what the girls react to and are engaged in, and then we run with that. So if the girls love science and want to do more science experiments, we work with them on planning more science meetings. And I think that's part of what keeps girls coming back, especially as they get older, um, is just that they have an actual say in what the meetings are like and that they get to do activities that they personally think are fun. Anyways, we've done so many science experiments. Some of them work and some of them don't. And that's a good lesson in itself that part of being a scientist is making a hypothesis about what's going to happen and then when it doesn't happen studying the situation to figure out like why it did or didn't work um so we've been able to do a lot of that kind of learning but the best experiment in my opinion that i think kids of all ages would like is called elephant toothpaste i'll try to link to some instructions in the show notes but you can also honestly probably just google elephant toothpaste and find it um so younger girls will want to play in it for a while after but if you use food dye it will dye their hands funny colors temporarily but just as a warning but older girls probably will just be like oh cool and then move on but I still think they'll think the experiment itself is cool the other silliest thing I can think of was recently going to an event at our local zoo which is called Halloween um, they had trick-or-treating and different things, like, throughout the zoo. Some things were scary, and some of them were just silly, but they had a whole section of the zoo that was considered a scary section um, that was full of people dressed up and pretending to be zombies, and the girls loved it. Even though they shrieked and got scared, um, they totally leaned into it, and even our youngest girls really loved it, which I was surprised 
they picked what they wanted to do and um they picked what they did not want to do but i think everybody's favorite thing about that event was being chased by zombies so it was pretty weird and silly girl scouts isn't just to help girls grow it's for adults to grow too what is one way you've been impacted or changed through this experience of volunteering for girl scouts so in general i think the best thing that i get out of this experience is the relationship with all these girls um especially as they are getting older and becoming like more complex individuals i don't have kids of my own i do have stepkids teenage boys and a teenage stepdaughter who's 19 so she's like grown and i you know i wasn't part of their upbringing um but also teenage boys are so different from these k to five girls that i've been volunteering with so far and then i guess in some ways actually they're not that different (laughs) but anyways i think that's a really special experience for me because like i get to be a safe adult for the girls to trust and depend on and you know love and i get to love these girls too and watch them grow and nurture them for the individual people that they are and that's just amazing um i think too taking me out of my comfort zone is a big one like girl scouts pushes me to do things i would definitely not otherwise do like with cookie sales even though i'm not the one who's doing the selling it puts me in a situation with strangers that i obviously wouldn't ever do otherwise and i just always want to set the best example so i'm like the best version of myself in all the situations with the girls and also like the reptile thing i would never have had the opportunity to do something like that if it weren't for girl scouts Um, I've been on hikes that were super difficult for me that I would never have ever considered doing, or at least I definitely wouldn't have considered finishing (laughs) if I weren't there with my troop. But I never wanted the girls in my troop to think of me as that troop leader who couldn't finish a hike or who quit when it got hard. So I just always stuck with it. And at the end, when they're like jubilant and proud of the challenge that they got through, I get to be really proud too. So yeah, so that's fun. Um, one of the first things that we got to teach the girls at the very first meeting ever was during a dance video. So we used to do like YouTube dance videos when they were all a lot littler so they could get their energy out. And the girls were like, this was the very, very first meeting that we ever had. And we were doing this dance video and the girls were all like, you look crazy or like, I can't do that. I'll look crazy. And we were basically like, it's fun to be crazy. And in Girl Scouts, you get to look crazy and have fun. And that's something that they just really took to heart. So even now when we have like investiture or rededication or bridging ceremonies and the girls share something about being a Girl Scout... Um, there's a handful of them that still refer to that and talk about how they love that Girl Scouts is a place where they get to be crazy. So I think that's a good lesson for adults too. Um, we spend our whole lives trying to fit in and behave and it's just nice to have a safe space with just other girls and women where everything is silly and fun and safe. What has been the biggest challenge for you as a troop leader or in your current role? Probably troop size and like managing behavior as the troop has gotten larger I don't ever want to be the yelling troop leader but it just happens sometimes and I just don't like that feeling and I am of the heart that I would like to just 
always take more girls and never tell a girl no. I believe Girl Scouts is an organization for every single girl and that there's room for all of us. And sometimes you might have to find the right troop that's a good fit for you or your family. But in general, I want every girl to have the opportunity to be a Girl Scout. Um, so I've helped other people start new troops in our area because I just hate telling girls there's no room. Um, and we just can't take any more right now, but I long to be able to take more. Um, I hope that once our new troop leader is a little bit better established and gets through her training and everything like that, that we can actually take a couple more at our second and fourth grade levels. So that we can have an even number across all the levels, which would take us up to like 18 um, and then try that for a little while. And maybe if we can get more help, we can keep growing. But my primary focus right now is just providing a fun, engaging environment that our current girls want to keep coming back to. But I just, I do hope that one day I can have one of those like crazy super troops with 30 or 40 or 50 girls and co-leaders supporting at every level. What advice would you give new troop leaders? Okay, the main thing I would say to new troop leaders, and I do say this all the time to people, is that as long as you're following like safety guidelines and you know, the law, Um, you can't do it wrong. So don't ever be worried about the quote unquote right way to do everything. Whatever works for you and your girls and their families, that's really all that matters. And what is going to keep the girls coming back? What is going to give them a safe space to have fun and to learn and to grow? And what is going to teach them to have healthy relationships with themselves and each other and the world around them? That is what Girl Scouts is all about. So there's a million ways to do that. But for specific advice, I would say be specific when you ask for help. Don't just send out a blind email to a group of people saying, can anyone help us with XYZ task? Specifically think about who might be willing to do it, who you might want to work with in that capacity, or who might be a good fit for that task and just ask them directly like, Jane, will you do X task? I can support you by Y and I will provide you with a Z resource. And most of the time the person is going to do it or they're going to give you like a really good reason why they can't. And then actually they'll be more likely to step up to help in the future because they feel bad for saying no. Um, but this also applies to asking girls to do things. So don't just say to the whole group like, okay, can we please clean up? Like specifically say, Jane, Susan, Mary, can you three please throw away the trash Um, Stephanie, Anna, can you please stack up the chairs or whatever the task is? Because everybody's going to just be more responsive to that and you're going to have a lot more luck getting help and support and getting things done if you are just very direct. Okay, last question. What advice would you give someone considering volunteering for Girl Scouts? I just believe in this program so much. Honestly, the primary thing that people considering volunteering need to hear is probably that you can do it. But I also just want to say that this program literally changes the world, not only through the take action projects and the community service that the organization is accomplishing just all over the board, but specifically This is changing the lives of these girls. Like, you have the opportunity to be a person who literally changes not just one person's life, but all the lives of the girls who join your troop, however many that is. So 
that is just not an opportunity that comes along every day. And yes, it's a big commitment. It is a lot of time. It can be a lot of money. And it is hopefully very long term, several years of commitment. But it just like most of the time it does not even feel like work because it is so fun. And the experience is so transferable. Like you're literally running a business. So you become a people manager, a finance manager, you're handling paperwork and event planning and budgets and the list just like goes on and on and on. So plus you will do things that you just never otherwise would get to do. And if you have a daughter or a granddaughter or niece or something like that in your troop, that is invaluable time to spend with that girl doing things together that are completely unique and special. Um, travel and adventure and leadership and risk-taking and honestly the list goes on and on so it's truly just an amazing experience okay so that is a little bit about me that's a little bit of my story in Girl Scouts I do want to do at least one other episode kind of like this where I specifically want to talk about um, the bronze award that my fifth graders just earned and what that experience was like from beginning to end. So I want to share that too, but I want to hear from you. So first of all, I want to know what more do you want to know? Like if you were interviewing me, this interview, what else would you have asked me? And also if you are thinking about your own Girl Scout story as you're listening to this, like I want to hear it. I want to know your whole story. So find us online. You can contact me on Facebook. Um, You can go to girlscoutpodcast.com. There's links to all the social media. I think there's a direct contact link on there to send an email to me, but you can also email me at girlscoutpodcast at gmail.com directly. And seriously, just let me know that you listen to the podcast, what you think of it, what episodes have been really good to you for you what's been interesting what else do you want to hear and honestly if you're willing to interview or if you have girls that are willing to interview or if you know somebody who would make a really good interview send me the info i would love 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 to get more interviews lined up so okay that's it that's all i got that's all for today's episode. We want to tell your story too. If you or someone you know is interested in being on the podcast, check us out at www.girlscoutpodcast.com. We want to hear from you. This podcast is not affiliated with or endorsed by GSUSA. It is completely run by volunteers and girls. Follow us online. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or at www.girlscoutpodcast.com.